0: Good morning, everybody. Sorry for the, sh- the late start. Trying to just get some... My configuration this morning was a little backwards, so cuss a little extra time. I'm still not even sure if I have everything right. You'll have to let me know if there's any issues today. But first things first, welcome to Break the Cycle with DSD Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne. I am not a therapist. I'm an individual who's been through a situation probably much like yours that had to come up with uh, ways to get through it, ways to make my my way to the other side, and I help you do the same thing. Get your life back. Basically, don't be a be trapped or a slave to the ex, at least not forever. Remember that only a licensed professional can diagnose an individual with a personality disorder. So be really careful throwing around those terms, because it'll just get you into trouble. One thing we have is our credibility and don't squander it just to get a couple of hit points so to speak against your ex it's not even worth it if you like what's going on here and you want to support the channel you can do that by becoming a channel channel member easy for me to say you do that over at youtube.com slash dad surviving divorce look for the join button you'll find special badges custom emojis get your name listed in the credits access to member only events and access to the member-only section of the Discord. If you want to get notified whenever the show goes live, which it should have went out this morning, just text DSD, which is Delta Sierra, Delta Lima, India, Victor Echo, to 844-598-0012, 598 12 and you'll be added onto the SMS list to where you'll get a text directly to your phone with a link to the show. And the phone lines will be open today. You can call into the show at 1-424-373-5483 or one dsd live And on that, hopefully you guys are having an outstanding Tuesday morning. I know I say that and sometimes we're not having an outstanding morning, but uh, you have to be... You have to find a decent way, not a decent way, you have to find a positive way to look at our situation and see to the other side. Because whenever you don't, whenever you're in a situation to where all it feels like is pain and like someone having a, a, a boot to your neck, so to speak, it can feel overwhelming and it's really easy to lose your hope. And once you lose your hope, things really start to go south. So your end, your end, if I said that right, I know I screw up names, did a super chat. I really appreciate that. says, seems like the narcs and their accomplices and incompetent therapist's job is to emasculate all good men out there nowadays. You know, oftentimes it can feel like everyone's out against you. And in some situations uh, in that particular moment. But uh, what I would say on it is if you're, if you're in a situation where things aren't serving you and your greater good to get to where you want to go, then phase them out of your life. It's hard to do, though. And it's really tough in the early stages of this when you're looking for validation, and if everyone is telling you that you're wrong, then and you're already second guessing yourself, you can really get yourself into a situation that uh, just isn't isn't super positive. So let's see. Let me just see what's going on. It seems like the chat's already heating up today, which is inter, which is good, I guess. Let's see. Ah, oh, man. Well, I had a topic today, which I, but I think what I'll do is I got a couple of calls already in the queue. So I'll, I'll go to those first and then we'll just, we'll just hit the topic later. Uh, one, one thing just for the first part of the show, just to remind everybody that tomorrow, Chris Godinez will be here. We'll be talking about how denial can be deadly which it actually can. We got to basically see what's real, what's reality in our lives and make sure that we're uh, we're being realistic about what's going on and not uh, hope, you know, not, I don't want to say hopeful, but just uh, what's another word for that in a non-positive way? Naive. We can't be naive about what's going on. So the caller that I'm going to try to bring out, let's see, Uh, actually, there's a lot going on. I'm just going to go ahead and just grab the caller. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hey, Dwayne. Hey, how's it going today?
1: Good, good. Hey, uh, Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas to you too. Thank you. (laughs) Appreciate that. Yeah. So what's going on, man?
1: Hey, um, okay. So, uh, just spent the past year uh, with a uh, with a very contentious, contentious divorce uh, with attorneys back and forth, and it got to a point where I decided to pull out this separation agreement that we both had signed and notarized um, <clears throat> back in early 2019, just because it's just one of these things where it's like enough was enough, and we gotta, we got to end this stuff, got to end it. So everything was good. Um, seemed like we were going to wrap things up. Well, my soon- to- be ex she denied any knowledge of the agreement at first, then she accused me of forging it um, and all this crazy stuff. So subpoenas to the notary, we got back the records. They said that you know she was there, she provided ID, she acknowledged signing the agreement. Then she said, "Oh yeah, I did sign it, but I didn't know what it was. Of course." Well, then I have a voice recording where she. Where she acknowledged signing the agreement on the same day. Okay, then she said, "Okay, well, uh, yeah, we did. I did. I did sign it, but I didn't read it. It's like one lie after another." Yeah. So then it got to a point where she ended up. Her attorney said, "Enough's enough. Let's go ahead and get the divorce filed. Let's remove all the motions that have been filed, et cetera." Well, there was a little delay here of everything happening. Next thing I know, she fired her attorney, hired a new one, and the new the lies are all starting over with new lies. Of course. So my, my question, my my concern is this. My attorney is now asking for another big round of funding. I have a sign notarized, and it's been presented, a signed notarized separation agreement. My attorney is saying she doesn't see any basis for how she can dismiss it, that they can claim that she didn't sign, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. But she's also saying, "Well, they are contesting it, and I just got this long document from their new attorney, who's a, another very vicious pitbull kind of attorney." Right. And they have like a 39 pages of lies. Most of them, like, a lot of them, I like, can prove.
2: Well, let
0: me Some let me ask. Hold on a second. Let you me let me always, ask you this. Mm, so yeah, yeah. let's take a pause for a second. Of so, you know, the, you have a, a signed marriage separation agreement. That obviously you're ex is contesting. Yeah. What? Let, let's just get down to the yeah. to the crux of it. What exactly is she wanting? So, you, you know, I mean, you, re-
1: pretty much everything. If I if I can boil it down, that's a very good question. Because the separation agreement, when we put it together, it was, seemed to me that it was more than fair. Maybe yeah. even actually um, benefited her more than me.
0: Yeah, that's typically the just way it goes.
1: Just to make it. Sure. I just kinda wanted to dissolve the marriage, do it painlessly as possible. Yeah. Does she get a little extra? Sure, maybe, but see there's if you want to know a little of the details, we have a house, we have two retirement accounts, and she has two pensions. I worked as a contractor making money only, no mm-hmm. benefits. She worked for a great company that had the benefits and she had, you know, matching four oh one Ks, two pensions. Basically I made the money, the big money, and she had the benefits. Right. So I didn't have to chase after the good company with the benefits, and because I, I didn't expect I was going to get divorced.
0: Right, we never do.
1: So Way was I stupid? Nah. <laughs>
2: so. so, what anyway, is okay? So but what is she wanting? I, I mean, so what?
0: Uh, so, so, I, I, and I get well, it, right? I mean, the problem is, is that you know, you start one party generally starts these divorce proceedings thinking, okay, we'll be fair. You know, I've I've had a lifetime with this person. I don't want to hate this sure. person, but obviously it's not working. So let's just be amicable and and split it out. And then the other person or the the toxic person wants every damn thing that they can get. And if they agreed to anything, they changed their mind. Now, I went through I didn't have a signed notarized copy, but I did. We cashed out our 401k where uh, same type of thing, you know, it was notarized. I mean, she I had to get her signature notarized to do that because we were still married at the time. But guess what? When we get when we got into the divorce, guess what? She forgot signing. Guess what? I don't know what happened with that. I I took out, you know, that was his money, not mine. I want my other, you know, I want all of my half. You know, I mean, that was the type of crap that happened. So what you're going through is very, sure. very I, common. What you got to figure out is common
1: this. with the narcissist, right? Well,
0: yes. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Let me let me back up. Because a normal yeah. person would be like, "All right, what's fair?" Oh, wow, you're being extra generous. You know, that's uh, or
1: we can or we can always talk about it. We right. can always discuss it. If you're so not what really is she? So it, it, does, she like, e- does she want like
0: does she want like 150 percent of everything and you to get nothing now? And is pretending that the the re- I, I get what she's okay. doing because I, the only I, option I, is to turn around and pretend I, that that never happened because I, otherwise uh, it well, puts her at a sure. different position. Well, here's here's
1: here's the thing that I don't understand. So okay. when we first put the agreement together. I, I was living in the house. I have nowhere to go. Right. I'm living in the house and I paid the mortgage down so much that it's it's it's, it's cheaper than renting a room from somebody. Right. That's my mortgage payment because I paid the I paid it down, paid it down. Okay. That's what I did over the years. Right. And then she's got the 401k, a Roth IRA and two pension accounts all with her employer.
0: Now, okay, let me, let me well, hold on a second. Let me, let me just ask this because you know just to kind of de- get mm-hmm. to it. Now the fair thing would be that now unfortunately you putting a bunch of money on the house doesn't I mean let me back up because I'm not sure exactly what you're going to say, but effectively where well, you're at I'm, I'm, is half almost, the equity I was is
1: finished, but tell you
0: All right, go for it. Well,
1: yeah, I basically said, since I'm living here and she's not even living here, she has been living out of state mm-hmm. and she's been cohabitating with the new uh, boyfriend. Okay. And since I live here, she does it. And all those retirement accounts and pensions are all in her, her, with her employer. Right. I did a rough quick math estimate and it was like the 401k and Roth alone were about the same as equity in the house. Okay. Plus you had the two pensions. Those are not, those are completely unknown, but I saw a statement that showed about $1,700 a month in payments for the one pension. Okay. Doing a quick calculator online. It was like, holy cow, that could be worth a lot of money. So how can I make this simple? I'll keep the house since I live here. She gets all the retirement accounts and pensions and everything else. That's yeah. it in a kind of a nutshell without going into details of everything else.
0: Sounds like you if actually were making reality. a really bad deal, a really bad deal for you. But, uh, for okay. All right. Course. So what, so now yeah. what is she saying? But she, that's, I just that's, wanted, I just wanted to, what does she so want?
1: I get a, I and we did all that and we're fighting because we're, well, she wants half the house and
0: then everything else. So here's the th- Are you in a community property state? You're actually now, now you're getting to the point where I was basically where I was trying to get us anyways. Where, are you in a community property state?
1: I don't know what that means. Well, Wayne, like, in we Cal- like in Cal, like for instance, that it's 50, 50, 50, 50, is basically what it yeah, is. Yeah. So
0: most States like California, it's a community, they call it a community property state, which basically means everything that you had while your, your business of being married was together is, is joint. So if you made a million dollars and your that's ex right. made They're, zero money, then yeah. then if you had a million dollars in the bank, then they get a, half are, of it, you get are. half of it. Okay. If you're okay, so if you're in that, then that are, means yeah. that you're entitled and I hate the word entitled, but I'll just go ahead and use it. You're entitled to half of the No, the, we are we Say again?
1: Right, right. Okay. Uh, did you say we we are in a community property state in like California?
0: It sounds like you are. And if you are, then No, eh, we are. 100%. The, okay. Then if then what I'm trying to say is, is that you basically have equity. The half the, I mean, let's say you have no bills. Let's say your house is is, is has what a hundred thousand dollars worth of equity. So I can just do easy math. So that means both of you guys get fifty grand on that, right? So boom, house is his is done. Right. You get. Half of that. I mean, if you guys were married, from granted, let's let's the math switches a little bit, right? So like, let's say, she, you know, you guys are married twenty years. She gets to work another ten years. You're not going to get half of the pension, but you'd get like forty percent of it. But no, you're right. but you're entitled to sure. that, right? I mean, so she's really actually screwing herself on this. Now it could be that she's doing it now. Narcissistic people like conflict. So since you made it easy and mm-hmm. gave her a really good deal, well, what's to argue about? So now to to hold that connection, sometimes these people will do what you're talking about. It sounds like she's basically screwing herself if she fights it because, you know, okay, yeah, you might have to sell the house, but you're going to get 50 percent of the house cost and you're going to get half of her retirement. And since you don't have any retirement, there's nothing for her to get from you. So those two pensions. So technically, the 401k, the Roth and the two pensions, I think is what you said, you You have a vested interest in in all of those. You know, I mean, that's probably why her attorney was telling her first attorney was like, hey, you just need to. I mean, he all he wants is the house you're not living in and you can have all your money. I mean, oh, my God, I wish I could have got that deal.
1: You know, I mean, well, they they originally were they were originally contesting the agreement. I didn't tell you all the details. There's other details that I haven't shared with you, which she does not like. And that was I'll just be honest with you. She was – where I was not working at the time, mm-hmm. and she has, she has been working and mm-hmm. making very good money. And the only thing that she was supposed to do, because to be honest with you, she caused the divorce because I found out she was having an affair. Right. All documented evidence, right? Mm-hmm. So she basically caused this whole problem. But anyway, and uh, in lieu of me doing things like going after her for alimony and just being a jerk, I just figured, well, listen, why don't you just help me out until we get divorced and give me these maintenance payments? And they weren't ridiculous. It was barely enough to pay the bills and just to squeak by. Right. And she was fine with that. But she stopped she just stopped paying.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She just basically cut me off and everything, just completely See, cut the, me off. The, so the thing I is is
0: if you're leave. in a let's just say hypothetically you're in California you know, a lot of people try to say that that mm-hmm. uh, you know the court systems are biased against men. I think they're biased against the person with the money. So the the reality is is if you were married mm-hmm. for any period of time, most places there is going to be some type of court ordered alimony or maintenance. Or different different states call it different things. It's all basically the same thing.
2: Sure.
0: So I mean, again, you're in a situation to where if you wanted to fight it more than and I'm assuming your attorneys probably told you this. Again, I'm not an attorney, but you know, basically it's no, like, all right, no. you know what? I mean, technically you could go in and you have every right to say, okay, you know what I want? I want this alamo, you know, this basically maintenance payment for half the marriage. And if you were married, like in California, if you're married over 10 years, you could say, mm, I want it for forever. I mean, I have to pay my ex forever until they get remarried. I mean, so you're actually in a really good position to, it sounds like, I mean, unless there's some other piece of this puzzle you're not sharing it sounds like, no, yeah. Of it, course, there's. Yeah, there, go. Is,
1: there is pieces, right? I mean, she's she's um at first she denied having the affair, and that's the only way you'll get any alimony is if somebody was what's called marital misconduct. Okay. If there's mar- provable marital misconduct, then. You but you said you could already could, prove I that, say. right? Oh, I gave my attorney a mountain of evidence. She okay. her jaw hit the floor. Okay. Well, I mean, well, she first denied it. Of the course. New, but now the new attorney, to the new attorney, she's actually saying that okay, because I think they know that we have all this evidence. Now right. she's saying okay, yes, it did happen, but then we reconciled. So that basically
2: nullifies kind of it.
1: Does this thing where if you reconcile, yeah, it nullifies that whole thing. It's like you forgave her. Well, I never did. But right. now I've got this whole page of all these lies showing that we reconciled, which never happened. Well, but what does your attorney say, say? What does your attorney 100%? say
0: about that? Is that she a winning strategy where, for your state? I didn't hear you.
1: My attorney is saying she needs another $10,000. <laughs> I'm stressing out because I'm, I'm nothing's really clear other than I have to give her another chunk of money, and I'm yeah. basically just the, this whole thing's bankrupted me, and that's where I'm at this crossroads because I'm at the point where my attorney wants another big chunk of money, or she has to recuse herself from my case, which let, leaves me in a position of pro se. Right. I do have all these documents. I do have plenty of evidence of all her lies. I'm wondering though, my my question, I guess the reason I wanted to call is. If you had a notarized separation agreement, and it would seem you know, pretty much you know pretty fair, not unreasonable at all, and you have documents of uh, email correspondence from her, your ex's, soon-to-be ex's uh, spouse, showing that she lied about signing it, lied about knowing it, just lie, 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 and then the story, her stories keep changing, would you even think to have all this stuff ready to go to court? That you might say, you know what, let me go pro se and let me take my chances and see, see what happens? Or
0: well would you be given the old credit? I, I guess it depends. I mean, okay, so <laughs> it, it sounds like you're talking about a ton of money. So the 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 decision yeah, yeah, matrix the, the decision matrix would have to be, is it is it worth the risk? I mean, she's already lying. You know, she she finally ran through another attorney who just doesn't you know, didn't, didn't, didn't back her up. So know, she fired him hard. and then hired someone else. Okay. Short answer to it. Um, in that situation, mm-hmm. probably me. Cause I don't, I, if I could come up with the money to, to right. pay another round, I probably would. If I was completely broke and I had, okay, and, I and the option was to go bank, you know, to yeah. basically just walk away and do nothing. And I, my only option was to go pro se I go pro se. Because if you just walked away and just say, you. you know, I mean, it's, that's what I would do. Yeah. And well, uh, here
1: comes a really good one up a little up your alley it has to do with child support. Now we have two kids that we were trying to adopt overseas, but it never happened because oh, okay. it's in a country that does not, it's in a country that does not allow adoptions. in a country called Cambodia. Cambodia has uh The United States has suspended all adoptions from Cambodia back in 2001, but we didn't know that when we started this process. And the missus uh, who was born there and has family there speaks the language. She actually has lived in the United States since she was 12. She's a US citizen. I met her here. But anyway, she has ties and travels there all the time. And next thing I know, we have these two kids. And now she's trying to claim that she wants child support for these two kids that never really got adopted, and yet they are living over there, and we've been taking care of them and paying living them over there over in there Cambodia. There. Of course, we can't we cannot adopt them and get them here to the United States. So they're not even U.S. citizens. We never even finished adoption for for the second one because I can't go into a lot of the stuff. But it's kind yeah, of a yeah, mess. Um,
0: but this is. This Man. is all my
1: wife's doing, and I told her we need to walk away from all this and stop this madness,
0: but yeah.
2: she
1: refused, and I don't know, if, anyway, she's, I probably shouldn't even be worried about this, right? I mean, how can you have, how can they say I have to pay support for kids that aren't
2: mine? Well, she's just looking for, what
0: she's doing is she's trying to find ways to put, to to get you to negotiate to give her a better deal, so... Uh, personally, yeah, man, I would cool. probably with all the crap you have going on with that, I would have, I would try to have an attorney just to, to, I mean, I know we always often talk about how attorneys okay. aren't, aren't really in our corner, but I mean, you got a lot going on there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so mm-hmm. you do this wrong and you could end up losing everything and paying for, you know, child support on kids that you never even saw.
1: So you would go because I I did get a credit card. I secured a credit card with zero interest, and I was thinking about just handing that over to the attorney. <laughs> um,
2: well, so I mean, in the sad, the, but here's like the sad, re- but
0: the I mean, the the sad reality is, is you're going to burn through that ten grand pretty quick, and then you'll have to come up with some oh, yeah, more money. I, I mean, so it's 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 a tough one. You know, I mean, if you think that your attorney it's, can put can push stressful. things and and rough shot it to get your ex to To agree to something, but you could be—I mean, it sounds like you're potentially looking at a long pro. I mean, you already have a prolonged divorce. Now it's just—oh my gosh!
1: For having for having a signed, notarized, signed separation agreement, now we're entering in year two with no end in sight. It's—it seems like it's just insane. My my mom even told me, "What's the problem? You guys have a signed agreement. Just take it to court. You know, have them prove." that she didn't sign or she wasn't Oh, but see, right if, if your ex mind, has
0: money on. and has the ability to keep dragging this out and is trying to financially crush you, then that's she a, does. that's a strategy. She does. And that's a strategy that people use. She, so, hmm. anyways, I hope that was helpful, man. Thanks for uh thanks for calling on 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 that. I know that these things these things are so damn complicated. You you get into a situation to where it just you know, it's it seems simple. It's like, oh my God, we have a signed notarized thing. We already agreed with it. I was extra generous in, in what I wanted and I wasn't asking for everything I could get. I I get it. I mean, I went through uh, a phase where I kind of like offered something fair, just to try to get it done. And mine wanted everything she was entitled to. I want everything I'm entitled to. And what, what <laughs> I remember to, at the end of it, I had offered a, a, an X of, a, a dollar amount plus, you know, it's the same type of thing. It's like, you can have everything. All I want are these couple of things. Uh, I'll give you this money to, to whatever, yada, yada. And uh, as soon as everyone got involved, she wanted everything she was entitled to. And what typically a narcissistic person, in my opinion, is they want they want you to take all the bills, you to take all the debt, and they want everything. And maybe you get like a tenth of what you were, what you are entitled to. And it's just, I guess the main thing is you got to just pick, pick your or draw your line in the sand of what you, uh, what you're looking for, and focus on that. Man, frustrating. All right, let's see what else we got going on in the comments. Yeah, see, this is like Techmore says, get a business attorney, a state attorney. Whoops, I didn't pop up on the screen. There it goes. You know, and the, the problem with that is is that it, it it's kind of like one of those things. Like if, if you only have a let, let's say hypothetically in that in that situation, you you have 10 grand, you can scrape by more. Well, 10 grand is not going to cover a business attorney and a forensic accountant and all the extra crap to do it. If you have a hundred thousand dollars, maybe. And then you just got to decide what it's worth. You know, I mean, it's like, how much do you really want and how much is your piece worth? Now, I I get, I get and I understand that one of the, the big problems on this is it's just not fair. You spend a lifetime with somebody, you co-mingle you commingle assets, you're trying to build a life together. And uh, then you realize, oh, crap. Uh, I was the only one doing this, and what I've done is set the other person up for success, and I basically set myself up for failure. I mean, typically, you know, it's really tough. You know, I I started my, I'll just go back for a moment. I started my marriage wanting to provide the best scenario possible. And whenever we got into the situation where our son was born with a disability, the being the stay-at-home mom seemed realistic. And I made my peace with that. And what ends up happening is, is that you, you build this life and then one person exits out and they want, they, they want everything. Now, the part of the problem is, is if you're on the side, that's the dependent side, well, now you're kind of screwed. I mean, take, take in my situation, my ex now, just, just to be clear, that chick did not want to hit a effing lick wouldn't do anything other than spend 150% of the money we had coming in and maybe 110%. So, but at the end of the day, there was, uh, you know, she didn't want to participate. She didn't want to work. And at, so at the end of the day, when this thing all flames out, I'm the, I'm the cash cow. So you get into a situation where, so now what do you do? I would really encourage people, and I know it's, depending on your belief systems, you know, both people have to be, to come equally into a relationship. They have to be financially the same and on the same page because it's so devastating if you're not. I, mean, I don't know how many times I've heard people say, you know, that everything's fine. I just man, I just had a, a coworker that went through this. Everything was okay. Marriage was fine. Marriage starts falling apart. And guess what his ex, now luckily they didn't have any kids, but guess what his ex does? His ex quits their job, goes to school full time, gets that fully settled, and then does the divorce. And now they want alimony. Now they want support. Now they want the house. Now they want all the car. They want, they want everything. It's like, okay, I'll take the car. You take the payment for the car. I'll take the house. You know, you take the loss on the house. And it's just, it's not right, right? And then you walk into court and you're like, I don't have any job. I don't have any money. And they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, at this stage of the game, you know, you guys are making, I'll just use the hundred because it's easy again. You were making 200,000, but you quit and now you're only making a hundred. You would hope that they would say, oh, okay, well you have the earning potential. So we'll base it on if you're working, but they don't, they turn around and say, oh, okay, well, all right. You know, right now at this moment, a hundred percent of, uh, of the marital assets is just your pay. So now we'll have to divvy that up. It's not fair. It's not, uh, not fair. Anyways, I have another caller, so I'm going to see if they're still on. Sorry that you've been waiting for a long time. Let's see if I can bring you on. Hello, and welcome to the show.
3: Hey, Dwayne, can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can. How's it going?
3: Oh, hey, I Tumblr's here.
0: <laughs> hey, I tumblers. How hey. you doing, man?
3: Um, I'm kind of tired. I was um stayed up till like two thirty in the morning last night, just oh no, looking up legal stuff. Um, as you're aware, because I messaged you yesterday. Um, I am moving forward with that appeal process <laughs> on my own. Good. Um, and I'm actually, I'm actually really excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. So I'm, I don't really feel like I have anything to lose at this point. That's kind of the way I felt when I was a pro day, when yeah. I gained significant parenting time. So I'm like, as the most that they could say to me is no, you know, so it's kind of funny because I was talking to Alex Falcone yesterday about it. And, uh, he was like, he's like, yeah, you should do it on your own. Unless you want to spend like 20 to $30,000. I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> You know, I, I, I doubt that I will, I don't want to say that I doubt. I mean, it's worth it. try. Oh,
0: absolutely.
3: Me, but I mean, I'm going to try my, yeah, I'm willing to try my best at it and try to see what, you know, maybe something can come out of it. Maybe just something, you know? And right. so, um, so what I'm going to do is, um, probably going to call my attorney a little bit later today try to make sure that um everything's good as far as the the final order i mean because on their side they um they're not asking for attorney fees anymore because of what we said mm, okay. we basically said if they do it we'll do it right back to them right um and so they decided <laughs> that they're not going to do it even though they were so persistent in that when especially when i was uh re- when i was just pro se, they thought they could just do that so um they gave up on that and so I'm just waiting to see when that's done, signed off by the judge. I might ask him to to just kinda maybe you he can help me in the background or so. But I think I am gonna speak with um an appeals attorney and just do it on my own and you know, it's uh but it's exciting. I mean I, I'm actually pretty excited about it. So it's 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 something that I'll learn. Alex, you know, he was a big like uh he's a big inspiration, so um, I think that all of us, all of us, I mean, all of us, um, need to weigh our legal options.
0: Oh, absolutely. And
3: sometimes that even means, you know, well, you know, uh, and the other thing I would say, I think that,
0: I think the thing that's good about your situation is you're in the headspace that you, you, I think, so, so let me know if I'm wrong on this, but I, but I think where you're at is like, okay, I got nothing to lose on this. I'm emotionally detached enough. To where, if it works, great. If it doesn't work, great. It's it's not that you don't care, but it's like it's worth the risk. It's like, well, okay, I can do this if I do it myself. Low cost, low low financial risk. Uh, the worst case on the appeal is they deny the appeal, and we're back to where I already was. So, what do you got to lose? And it's, it gives you an opportunity to test everything you've learned over the last six months to a year to say, okay, I I you know I've looked at all this stuff. And I think I can roll the dice and see what happens. Am I pretty much right on that?
3: You're saying that perfectly. I mean, I'm at the point now, I'm not mad about paying child support. Granted, I don't like it and I don't think that it's fair. Right. How much it is considering circumstances, but I mean, I'm not so mad at it because I've been paying it for the past couple months and I'm not walking around with a chip on my shoulder about it. Yeah. Um so for me it's just like it's going to get kind of busy because like starting next year. So I have only limited time to file that appeal.
0: No. Yeah, you definitely, you need so to get on to it. Talk to it So, yeah.
3: So I'm going to talk to him today about it. And then, um, you know, kind of to let him know that, Hey, like once, you know, the final consent order for attorney fees, you know, signed by the judge, I probably will need you to probably withdraw, you know, and then I will take over, Right. And then, uh, but I will still say, you know, I want to keep him, I want to maintain a, you know, business relationship with him because he's been a great attorney. And so, like, and he also does offer those services of actually like providing legal advice on the side. So it's like, when we first talked about it, I was like, is there, can we do an appeal? And he was like, no, because there's no legal grounds for it. But he's like, but I don't know. I've never done an appeal before. So, and a lot of people, they don't do appeals. Most no, I think they don't want to get involved. Yeah.
0: In I, well, cause yeah, I mean, we've talked about that in the past. I think, I think it's, I think what you're doing, I 100% support it. I think it's low risk. It's, you know, you, you really got nothing to lose and you got a lot to gain. I mean, actually, to be honest, it's kind of like the flip side of what we're normally stuck in. Normally, you have your ex throwing out all these allegations, making up all these lies because there's no consequences for him to do it. And what do they got to lose? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the loss in that situation is you destroy any chance for any any cordial relationship uh, afterwards. But just from a strategic perspective, it's like, well, I mean, I, you know. If I don't nuke this place, how do I know I can't win? Right? I mean, it's this crazy, stupid logic, but (laughs) but that's the way they think. But I mean, your your thing is not your. It's I think it's super low risk, you know, Um, and the potential for a big gain. I think so too. Now, if you were all pissed off, uh, you know, I think the difference. I mean, to 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 say this to everyone else, right? I mean, I you've called in quite a bit, so anybody who's been a long time listener kind of knows the headspace you're in. So, and that's kind of why I'm gauging that, right? I mean, you, you mentally are in a, in a good spot. Somebody else who is right, really yeah. angry and whatever, then potentially doing this appeal thing, by, especially by themselves, they might not be able to handle it. It could just be so much of a trigger that uh, if they don't win, it sends them over, you know, the emotional edge, so to speak. And I don't see that as a position you're at
3: yeah I mean, like when I did it on my own at a temporary hearing, grant, I didn't know what I was doing. I was never coached. I didn't know anybody at that time, but i did I gained the most out of it when I did it by myself, yeah, um at the final hearing, it was just I just gained the legal custody part, but as far as parenting time, which is the most important thing to me, I gained the most, so it's right. like, okay, and then I saw the final trial, and I was like, all right, it's not I mean, it's difficult, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's not. I mean, it's still a job, you know, still a complicated job. Yeah. But then I was like looking up the laws yesterday and I was like, wow, I was like, this is not that hard. It's like you, I think a lot of people think that it's like, so it is overwhelming. Like it, just the thought of like, oh my God, you don't know where to start and everything. Right. No, it's actually, when I was looking at, it, I was staying up till 2 a.m. last night, looking at this stuff and I was looking at a case law and I was looking up like the laws and I was like, I was like, wow, I don't see I could have literally did all this stuff on my own. If I would have like done some research on my own and not out myself from the beginning of looking into this stuff.
2: Well, the problem I mean, was
3: that like most people, yeah. either they're lazy or they're, they're not emotionally available. I mean, they're not emotionally there to do it.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the, the main thing. I, 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 I think that, agree. I think that's the main problem. I think it's one of those things where you're just, cause I know for me, I was so such an emotional react wreck for me to be able to read something and and process it appropriately, and then put it into an, a cogent argument was not realistic. And I'll tell you, for me, my problem was, is every time I read another piece of news about you know, how this was going to screw me over, it started sending me down that pit of hell again. I don't know how many times I would get the, the little nugget of truth that says, oh, you know, I, I swear, I felt that there would be like the law. And then you'd flip a page and it said, oh, but if you're this guy with a picture of me, this doesn't apply and you're going to get screwed is what it felt like. And you, it, that is not right. the headspace that you can self-represent and because you'll just, you'll well, you'll undermine no, you your, you, you know, you'll just torpedo yourself.
3: No, you can't. I mean, it's
2: like,
3: you just, yeah, you have to be in a good headspace. I'm not doing, like, obviously, I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not financially, I'm not like there to be spending 25 and it, it to me it doesn't even make any sense to do it at this point i already spent enough money on it right um i've done it pro day, i've done it with a, a different attorney at first and my new attorney and now i'm gonna let him go just temporarily at least for a little bit so i can handle this on my own i just think that from their perspective her attorney really undermined me the first i mean underestimating yeah. me the first time. Oh, yeah. He may and I mean, I actually gained a lot. Yeah. And I think that when she sees like my attorney withdrawal, they won't think too so much of it. But when they actually see that appeal go in, they see that I'm doing it myself, they're going to think that I'm like, they probably will go back to that whole thing. Oh, he's an absolutist. You know, he's he thinks he knows it all, you know, he's but I mean, you know, I think to a degree it also plays mentally with him that I'm not going to just like, sit down and just take it yeah you know hey i tumblers let I me ask you this uh, and I, I just just
0: to clarify for everyone else listening yeah. some uh, hc9 said uh are you appealing child support or something else so what exactly are you planning on appealing i'm
3: gonna appeal the whole decision
0: so the the custom- oh,
3: increasing my parenting okay yeah appealing my parenting time which will change child support but um,
0: but the but the main thing you're appealing is the parenting do- time right
3: well the whole thing Okay. Because my fallback is that even if I don't gain, gain my parents' time, my child support should be reduced. I was the one, while I pro se, that told her that I would I would be okay with deviating to this amount. I don't even know how I came to that amount. I just said it, and then she agreed with it. And so I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm the one de, I'm the one making up this you know this child support figure. You know, obviously, I'm not trying to get out of child support.
0: Are you in a guideline like, state or not?
3: during my parents' time. What
0: was that? Are you in a guideline state or not? Okay. Like like Yeah, I believe it's guideline state. Okay. Yeah, like for instance, California, child support is not negotiable. It's uh it's a formula, right? You 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 churn the numbers in and the expenses in and it spits out what the number is on the other side. So it's like like for me to go with go through the only way I could try to reduce child support is to impute wages or you know, basically try to argue that my pay is lower than they said, or that she's making more like right now I could go back because she's working. And if she wasn't working, technically I could have gone back and said, Hey, we need to impute wages. California, I guess has turned into a get back to work state as opposed to, you know, I'm taking basket weaving classes and I'm bettering myself. Oh, okay. Well then you're, you know, you're, you're improving your life. So that counts. So, um, yeah, I mean, so, you know, the only thing on that would be is if the guideline, if, if you are in a guideline state, I'd look at the damn calculator and if you're paying more than what was you know than what the calculator would say then you have a leg to stand on. I mean I guess I'm saying that for other people like in, if I was in your shoes in California going going in if all thing was if the yeah. if the number was what the calculator would be I would be screwed. There'd be no way for me to you know unless I had some hardship or you know something like that. And hardship meaning like maybe if I had some medical situation that was really expensive maybe i could say hey right. look you know i i need an offset because of x or if i'm you know when i had when i was doing daycare well when i did this when i had the kids in summer camp technically she paid half of it because i got an offset for it so anyways just oh wow yeah it's Dang. kind of a pain yeah, well, it's, it's yeah a pain. But, well
3: the thing is like at least in georgia it's the the um the little rules are kind of vague. Like they don't define what low income is, but they define what high income is. So, high income is a couple that both makes combined um, income of thirty thousand dollars a month. So they have that Damn. number right there. But as far as a low income, they don't have any sort of like. As far as I can see, I think they used to have it, but and maybe I maybe I need to look at it again. But I'm not sure. But uh, what I saw was there was no like set amount. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself as a low income person, but I mean, considering the circumstances, the circumstances between both of our incomes, I would definitely say I'm the, on the lower side right now, but that's the thing. Like, and they have, so the laws are kind of vague and I do think like to a degree, it's up to the discretion of the judge,
2: yeah. which, yeah. know, if it's
3: up to the discretion of the judge. That means it can go to the discretion of the appellate court. So I'm like, why can't they have an opinion? Cause it seems like, if that's Dude, the law, I mean, you like, know that's what? Order, you what you
0: got nothing to lose. I mean, I think one of the benefits that Alex had is he was able to make this, uh, I don't want to say a game, but but he was able to say, OK, all right, I'm going to learn the rules of this process and I'm going to see what options I have. I mean, I remember talking when one of the first couple of interviews I did with with Alex Falcone Um, you know, he's basically was like, wow, you know, these attorneys are saying these things and getting, they're getting, they're winning on certain issues. Well, maybe I need to figure that out. Right. And I mean, he just took the time to do it and it worked out. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, and be honest, dude, I'm kind of interested to see how this plays out. You know, I mean, if you do this and you come back and you're like, holy crap, I won. Great. And if you come back and go, well, that didn't work. And this is why it didn't work. It's still a learning point for you and for everybody else in the community. If you share it with us.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think like there, I believe that there was malpractice from the jail standpoint. I'm going to talk to an attorney about that. Like how do, does that need to be in the, um, in my appeal about that? Does there a law outside of the family court side that does affect my case? I mean, there's, there's different pieces to this stuff that as long as you can make an argument that kind of makes sense. I mean, hopefully it makes sense to the point where it changes something.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, You just got to look at it from the different angles and see what your options are and try to do your best. But again, I don't, everyone that, the guy that just called in, he was like saying, oh, I have to pay $10,000. I'm like, dude, the last time, I mean, I just looked this stuff up. Appeals court is supposed to be like a filing appeal is supposed to be harder than actually going through regular court. And what I saw, like, what I saw, like, when I was doing my basic Google searching and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. I was like, wow. I was like, I literally could have done this on my own and saved myself. A couple of that—I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars. If I would have just took the time to kind of think of things through a little bit, put my feelings aside, yeah, I could have literally done this on my own. It's really not that complicated.
0: Well, but the, thing but, that right, really but the people, right? But but again, the problem is—is is the emotional toll on it, right? I mean, that—that's really. It is. Yeah. The, I
2: mean, I mean, yeah.
0: You know, I mean, and and the thing is, is is but this shit so serious that if you go in and you lose it in court and you know, I mean, God, I mean, there's so many ways that there's so many ways that this can go south. So, I mean, I, uh, you know, I'm torn, right? I mean, I don't want people just to dump money all over the ground, but at the same time, I know that I was in no position to represent myself. I was a complete emotional wreck. I was completely stressed. I couldn't believe the crap and the lies that were being said about me. I mean, today, you know, nine and a half years later, yeah I could probably do it today because I have a different perspective. I'm detached from it. I had time to to get to this stage, but I couldn't have back then. I don't think and you know yeah, so
3: well, just think about it from this perspective. I know it's hard for people to see it from this perspective, but you're already something to think about the financial toll that it's going to take on your emotional piece I mean, yeah. on the your emotional side too yeah. like you're gonna be like in so much debt emotionally that is going to be another piece to it that.
0: Yeah, Either you're you right. Can I mean,
3: it. Try to solve the problem right now, or you can suffer the consequence of being all on that debt right. where you're in a hole where you, it's almost impossible to get out of. So,
0: oh, dude, I agree with worse, you, man. But again, like, I, to, if I could have come up with a yeah, solution just, to, hard, you know? to, to change the things around, and it's not that I don't want to, you know, I didn't want to support my kids, but as soon, see, the, the, the problem I have with, with and I'm going to deviate for a moment, but the problem, and maybe not, maybe you'll agree with this, the problem I have with the court ordered support is it's it's a it's an obligation that you can't even go bankrupt from right i mean it's like and then it there's all kinds of other ramifications i had a conversation with a buddy of mine who does really well and he's like you know i might get a divorce and i think i'll just you know i'll I'll give the ex you know a hundred thousand dollars in alimony i'm like you're out of your fucking mind and he's like what i said dude yeah you make decent money but i said do you realize if you do that and you get on hard times you can't just go in and say, oh, OK, you know, I was making a million dollars a year and now I'm not. So it's not going to work. I said, it's not. It doesn't work that way. You put that if you want to give her one hundred thousand yeah. dollars, get a court order that you owe her 10,000 $10, dollars a year and then gift her the rest of that money. There you go. Right. You're taking care of her, But now you're not obligated to right. do it. So if everything goes to crap, you're not on the hook. You know, if you come back and you're like, oh, crap, I only make 80 grand a year now. Well, now you got to you better get another job because you got to make you got to give her that 80 and you have to give her the uh, the other 20. And anyway, so that's my problem. I mean, it's like even in my situation, if I had lost my job or something had happened and actually this did happen to me whenever we furloughed a few years back and I lost pay, you know, they came after me hard. And it's it's uh, it's one of those things where yeah. it's just yeah. So I get what you're saying, man. I, I I agree with you, right? I mean, if you're ordered to pay a thousand dollars a month, and, and that's just using arbitrary numbers, um, and you know, I would rather you pay three hundred dollars a month and have that seven hundred dollars. And if you want to give it to her, and you want to help buy tires for her car or whatever, and you're doing it because you you can, great. But whenever they want to pry it out of your effing account and then hold you accountable and take your passport away and take your, your, uh, your driver's license away and, and hold you in contempt of court and potentially throw you in jail, well, I have a problem with that. Hold on a second. I need, I need to kit this real yeah, quick. Exactly. AK just did a super chat. Thank you so much, AK. It says, Dwayne, thank you for helping me realize that I have the freedom to live the best life I can. Thank you for making me fall in love with myself. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Dwayne, and all the good people of this channel. You guys You're rock. Right. Thank you so much, AK. I really appreciate that. Thank, thanks so much that's awesome so sorry about that I didn't mean to interject but I want I wanted to highlight that
3: no it's no, no, cool of course <laughs> but yeah just um yeah I get what you're saying you get what I'm saying it's oh yeah fun. yeah just don't I guess it's easy to say don't let your emotional side get the best of you but your emotional side if you let your emotions dictate your actions you're gonna get way more emotional about it because you're going to start making very bad decisions so you can you can either do two things you can take a risk of not having a lawyer saving yourself some money and getting screwed or you can
0: well i mean and if if you can i mean if, if somebody you never know well, what's gonna happen and, and here's the deal i mean if you have no money for an attorney go do pro se and don't just roll over you know if you have no money and no ability to do anything and the ex is like, well, I want all of this and everything else, and give me your socks. And oh, by the way, you know, I want your ham sandwich. You don't just say, oh, okay, you know, say no and fight it and try to do what you can. The problem is you have to be careful that you don't, because I've seen, you know, what, like the McDonald case that, that Alex was fo- uh, following for a while. I mean, that guy imploded on himself, did everything wrong, and became a martyr and basically just handed to this, his destruction to uh to his ex so i mean you have to be careful about it and, and, and let me be clear what i'll say on that if that's who you are not you but i mean the someone listening then yeah. walk away i mean if you can't do pro se and it will it, it will basically destroy you then walk away and figure out how to how to deal with the situation the problem is is that the the money part of it know. is what crushes people so yeah
3: the thing is i don't know caleb Back in story, so I can't really speak to it. My thought is just by seeing his persona, is that I mean, he seems like a great. He seems like oh, he effed himself. What what what,
0: what he did videos and stuff like that. Okay, go ahead. It comes off what?
3: Oh, I was just gonna say it it comes off as just like I think that he was just fighting just a fight. I don't know. Maybe it's just the way that you can come off to the court. Yeah, and that could be that could be off-putting and then automatically put you in a bad spot. Yeah. So I think like when you're being so antagonistic and you're just like fighting and you're, you have an attitude, I just think that that just goes against your purpose and what you're trying to do. You're trying to be reasonable and look like the adult in the situation, but you're still not going to play games. You have to be like, you have to be (laughs) businesslike. Yeah,
0: exactly. No, he, I mean, that was the main reason I covered his story initially was just to highlight the mistakes he made. So that people didn't do the same thing. I mean, and was two parts. It was that. And it was also to see that even though you could basically make a mistake and end up in jail for contempt of court, you know, that doesn't mean it's a life ending situation. I mean, so many people get so depressed on this that they figure that's the only, you know, they might as well just take themselves out because they've lost everything. Are they're going to jail, you know, I mean, if, if, I mean, some people they do that if they're like, Oh shoot, I'm going to go to jail. So, well, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm going to just basically, you know, say check, please before that happens. And, you know, I mean, at least he didn't yeah. do that, you know, I mean, and, and so no, and he, I think what Caleb did is he did what a lot of people do. You make a bad decision thinking that it makes sense. And then you realize that you're in the meat grinder and whenever, and you think it'll be fair and then when you go back and say, hey, you know, I lost my company and they're like, man, well, sucks to be you. Wait, what? You know, so it's anyways. All right. I tell thanks for calling, yeah. man. I appreciate well, you. Thanks so much, Dwayne. Uh, yeah. So, man, that this hour has gone by super quick. Holy cow. You know, I just. This whole thing. It's it's the hardest thing you could probably ever go through. You know, it's, it's like playing a board game that no one gives you the, you know, you start, you play halfway through it and then they're like, okay, well here, let me show you the secret rules that, uh, you didn't know about. And then you're on your heels trying to figure out how to, whoops, sorry about that. How to, uh, how to undo that. I keep forgetting that I have a few, I started late, so I have a few more minutes. There was a couple of comments I wanted to hit. Let me go ahead and just, I'll close the phone lines down for now. And, uh, Let's, I haven't seen Lee in a long time. Hey, Lee, it's been a while since you've been on the been on in the in the chat. Let's see. Um, let me see if moderator Debbie had any comments. Nope, no other questions are out there. Uh, wow, even late updates on. Holy cow, we got some old timers who've who've checking out the show this week. That's awesome. Merge says to Tumblr's, the appeal court is a place where you argue the law, not a place to try to redress decisions made by judges' discretion or because you don't like the order. I'm not convinced. True. But if he's talking with Alex Falcone, Alex wouldn't tell him to do it if there wasn't some, if he didn't have a hook based on statutes to do that. So... Now, but I mean, still, and here's the thing. I mean, I think all of us know, this is what's so weird. And uh, what what is it? I don't remember it, but you know, what I'm saying is, is it, it's like you have to say, it's like the movie Labyrinth. I go to this all the time. You know, in the beginning, before, before Jared takes Sarah's little brother, I can't remember what a little brother's name is. And if anybody remembers the words, whenever she's being all melodramatic and she's like, Goblin King, Goblin King, blah, 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 blah. And you got the little, uh, the creatures, you know. Did she say the words? Did she say it correctly? And until you line everything up and say it correctly, it doesn't open up the magic box. Or in that situation, basically let the Goblin King take take your little brother, Toby. I think that's what his name was, Toby. And the reality is, is that Family court, I think, is a lot as the same way is you have to you have to know how to say things. You have to know the procedures. You have to know the 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 theater. So that you say it in the right way, which makes sense. You can go in and say, I appeal this decision. It's wrong. Appellate court will be like, "Uh, "Okay, denied. But if you go in and you say. You know, I appeal this because Statute seven says that the decision was wrong and they and it violated state statute to do that, and I'm asking for redress because of that. Then you have a chance. Any of you guys who watch Alex Falcone has, I'm sure has heard him say more than once, that he'll he'll file uh, a thing in court, knowing that the judge is going to deny it, and he doesn't even want to go in and argue it. He's like, look, just deny it on paper, just say denied on this, so that I can basically staple it to my appeal, appellate court ruling and send it in to have it have it looked at. And the reality is, for what, what he's done, is he's looked at the statutes. He knows what the decision's supposed to be. He's probably now, at least because he has so many people, not in his back pocket, but he has so many people he in the legal profession he can talk to. He can do sanity checks with people. But that's how he wins. He, he figured out how to say the right thing to get the Goblin King to look at his, to look at his, stat, look at his case and get it turned over. And he's been very successful in that. But you just can't go in. I mean, I, 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 I can't go in and just say, well, I don't agree with what happened. This isn't fair. I want it overturned because it's not fair. It's not in the best interest of the kids. Well, I, I haven't proved anything. Now, if I went through and I say, hey, the state of California's best interest factors are this, you know, these five things or these seven things, and this is where, you know, I, the problem with some of that stuff is if it's up to discretion, you got a problem. But if it's not, and you could turn around and just say, hey, look, these are the reasons why this was a mistake, and you can articulate that, then you have a chance. Not always, but you got a chance. Anyways, anyways, I feel like I'm feisty today. Let's see. Think twice, take advice. <laughs> That's funny. Um, oh, I like this. Urine says, Keating, uh, exorcism won't even work on these narcs. Yeah, the problem is is they, they live in this chaos. You can't reason with them. You can't try to negotiate in good faith with them because for them, it's not that victory. It's, it's the, uh, the game is the victory for them. When you have somebody who it's for them, it's just getting in the mud and rolling around is a good day for them. You've already lost trying to, to, to argue with somebody because you can't win the argument because the argument, the argument is the game. And I don't mean, what I mean is, is like, that's the victory getting you to get into the mud. It's like, yes, I won, you know, but it'd be like equivalent to where you get into an argument, you come out and you're all beat up, and you got mud in your eyes and ears and stuff. And someone's like, "Oh my god, you got your butt kicked!" But buck butt kicked. But you're like, "Oh, but I but it, that was I love that." It's like, but you lost. No, I didn't because that's it was the game, right? And that's the the problem is you got to realize that these people are on a different they're on a different plane of psychosis. Anyways, ooh Jumanji. Alex says, "Jumanji." Yeah, that's not. That's a good point. So, anyways, on that, the hour, the hour has finished, and we come to a close. On that, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you uh, uh, enjoyed this conversation. It was kind of all over the place today, so. Do you want to say, I know we got some super chats today, so thank you so much for that. But I also want to recognize the channel members who so graciously click the button, click the join button and are picked one of the tiers and are supporting the channel and keeping it going on a reoccurring basis. Thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate it. You guys don't know how much, how much it really does help and help keep things going. So thank you so much for that on that Have a great rest of your day, and I'll be back tomorrow with Chris Godinez to talk about uh, Denial is Deadly.